we've been asking what the Ten Commandments are and how we're supposed to use them, and so far I have argued that they are a gift and that they are also a supernatural divine insight into reality, the way life works. Today, we're going to see that the Ten Commandments are also helpful advice from God, and not just helpful advice from God, helpful advice from a God who loves you. So um, the world is full of people offering advice, you know, ways forward, uh, shortcuts, um, you know, direction, inside information. I have lots of books in my office that are full of advice. Um, Advice about life and finances, health and relationships, you name it. But the challenge, of course, is you don't really know if you can trust the advice. You don't know if the advice is good. And then not always certain that you can ultimately apply the advice. But what we have with the Bible is advice that comes to us from a God who loves us and who has withheld no good thing from us. So we just step back and say, we shouldn't be surprised that the Bible gives us a list of rules. Every religion has rules. However, we should note that Christianity's rules are different in this sense. We are not called to obey the rules so that we get into the club. All right? we, are, we are embraced into the club on the basis of faith, and the basis of grace, and the basis of the work of Jesus. And then the rules are a way that we can actually live out what we have been gifted in a way that we can grow closer to God. So you need to understand, and I mentioned this casually yesterday, that that the Ten Commandments come in Exodus chapter 20. What you need to understand is that in Exodus chapter 19, the, the Jews are saved, they are rescued. So religion, sort of in by some definitions, is, you know, Earn your way forward. Do this and you will be embraced. Do this and you will be rescued. Do this and in the next world you will advance. Christianity says, no, you can't actually do that. We can't keep the law. One of the purposes of the law is for us to understand how good God is and our inability to measure up to God's holy standards. So we are rescued, we are saved on the basis of God's work, God's love, and then we are invited to keep the commandments in, in a way to be uh, show appreciation, in a way to honor God, in a way to be transformed, in a way to live in light of who he is. So some people push back on the Ten Commandments and they say it's all... Um, you know, there, there's, it's all one way, right? We got to keep these commandments and God is sort of uh, inert and removed from all of this stuff. Really, not at all. That's not the way this gets, gets suggested. God takes risk, right? God becomes one of us and he lives among us and he dies in our place. There's a sense in which God is, is obedient to this plan and this path uh, and he is vulnerable and risking and suffering far more than we are. So there's so much to be said about setting up the law and the Ten Commandments. I, I, I briefly entertained about a year ago signing up for a constitutional law class at some law school in Chicago so that I could just understand how people think about the Constitution, how people think about the foundation documents and how law works and all of that. 
So much. So much can be said about the Ten, the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are the basis of Western civilization. The Ten Commandments are the basis of Western law. The Ten Commandments are remarkable in the sense because they're so brief. Good grief, there's 10 basic laws. And uh, we've replaced them, of course, but we've replaced them with like 35 million laws. So there's so much that might be celebrated. Let me just note two things here. Number one, um, there's a one of the knocks against the Ten Commandments is that they're so negative. All these thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Okay, well, for the first point, they're not all negative. Some of them are stated positively. A second thing to note is I'm not sure what's so negative about saying don't murder, right? Uh, don't don't commit adultery. I mean, there's a there's a grand positive behind all of these. So the 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 command to not murder is a celebration of life. The command to not commit adultery is a celebration of marriage and 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 its guardrails to protect and to see a marriage flourish. And also, note that being told what not to do means, in one sense, you can do everything else, which is really very open-handed. So you say to your, you know, four-year-old when they head out the door, um, okay, don't cross the street, right? Which means you can play in the yard, you can play in the next door's yard, you can do this, you can be in the sandbox, you can be on the swing set, you can ride your trike. There's all kinds of things you can do. I'm just saying... Don't walk out into the street because there's danger there. But what does the kid hear? Oh, you can't do anything. And of course, we are that kid. We hear this as being very punitive or restrictive, when in actuality, there's so much uh, that we can do. And a negative statement about a law has actually got a, a lot of positive behind it. So uh, we're going to keep working through the Ten Commandments, the Big Ten, for a long time. Right now, I want you to see that uh, among the things that the Ten Commandments are is not just that they're not just that they're a gift, not just that they're divine insight, but they are really um, they are they are insight into ultimate reality from a God who loves us, and it and it's, it comes to us by way of very helpful advice. Have a good day.